Today is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding, and these are the stories we're following today. Judge requests more info as lawsuit once incumbent Campbell commissioner booted from ballot. Reported on by Mark Payne. After an hour-long hearing, there is not yet resolution in a lawsuit attempting to have the winner of a local Republican primary removed as the party's nominee in November. Dave Fisher sought to oust incumbent Campbell County District 1 Commissioner Brian Painter in last month's GOP primary, but lost by 106 votes. Jefferson County Circuit Court Judge Charlie Cunningham requested additional information from both parties before making a decision. The case was moved to the Louisville Court due to recusals by Campbell County judges. Fisher's lawsuit seeks to remove Painter as a candidate and replace the incumbent with Fisher. Judge Cunningham signaled that he would make a decision in the case after Painter's lawyer Jim Morgan and the lawyer for Campbell County clerk Jim Lewerson and the Campbell County Board of Elections, Jeff Mando, submit detailed explanations of the case to the judge by June 17th. Once submitted, Fisher's attorney, Steve Megerly, will have five calendar days to file a response. All lawyers waive the right for a hearing, allowing Cunningham to make a decision once the lawyers present their additional explanations. Cunningham said he was going to make a decision as soon as possible. Megaly filed a temporary injunction on May 28th to delay the certification of results, but that was the same day the results were set to be certified, so the injunction was not granted. The pre-trial conference was done via phone. All three legal teams agreed that nothing was in dispute, according to Megaly. The case alleges that poll workers attending special election training in Campbell County were subjected to the presence of handbills and campaign materials from Painter, Campbell County Judge Executive Steve Pendry and Jailer James Daly, all of whom won the Republican primary elections on May 17th. Painter also allegedly passed out pens to 158 poll workers, the suit alleges. For more on this story, visit linknky.com. Overturning Roe and Possible Impact on Infertility Treatments Explored by NKU Law Dean in Prestigious Journal, reported on by Link NKY staff. Northern Kentucky University Chase College of Law Dean Judith Dar is a co-author of an analysis published last week by JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, of potential impacts on treatment for infertility should the U.S. Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade. Techniques such as in vitro fertilization could be subject to restriction or prohibition under state laws enacted to address abortion. The analysis, written with co-authors I. Glenn Cohen of Harvard Law School and Eli Y. Adashi of Brown University Department of Medical Science, enters the national debate surrounding the unauthorized disclosure of a draft, potential majority opinion of the Supreme Court of the United States that would overturn the almost 50-year precedent of Roe v. Wade that secures a constitutional right to abortion. While the possible decision this month in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization would not directly address such assisted reproductive technologies as in vitro fertilization, it could provide a basis for legislation to restrict or prohibit long-utilized medical practices that assist conception. Post-Roe, it will be very difficult to argue for a constitutionally protected right to use various forms of assisted reproductive technologies, the authors wrote. That potential impact, they explain, could arise because in vitro fertilization often involves freezing embryos and pre-implantation genetic testing. Those procedures can involve discarding of embryos, either because patients no longer wish to procreate with stored embryos or because the test results reveal genetic abnormalities. 
because discarding an embryo does not prioritize potential life, restrictive laws could survive constitutional challenges under a post-Roe rubric, the article notes. There is very little precedent concerning a potential constitutional right to use assisted reproductive technologies. Thus, there is no established body of law protecting the practice, and states could move forward with implementing restrictions. Politically, though, perspectives on abortion and assisted reproductive technologies differ. Advocates for restricting abortion seem to have less interest in restricting in vitro fertilization, the authors observed. That could mean that possible restrictions on assisted reproductive technologies could be more likely to be driven by political rather than constitutional concerns, Dean Dar and the co-authors wrote. Dar, the ambassador Patricia L. Herbold, dean of Chase College Law, is a nationally recognized expert on legal and ethical issues of assisted reproductive technologies and is a previous chair of the Ethics Committee of the American Society for Reproductive Medicine. For more on this story, please visit linknky.com. New state report shows nearly 15% increase in overdose deaths in Kentucky, reported on by Michael Monks. A new report issued by the Commonwealth of Kentucky on Monday showed that 2,250 people died in the state from drug overdoses in 2021, a 14.5% increase in the number from 2020. Across the country, more than 107,000 overdose deaths were reported between December 2020 and December 2021. Kenton County saw a total of 91 drug overdose deaths last year, including 73 involving fentanyl, third highest in the state, and 24 involving methamphetamine, fifth highest in the state. Boone County saw 44 overdose deaths last year, while Campbell County recorded 31. According to cases autopsied by Kentucky's Office of the State Medical Examiner and toxicology reports submitted by Kentucky coroners, the rise in the death toll was driven largely by an increased use in fentanyl, which accounts for approximately 70% of all overdose deaths for the year. Additionally, the increase in overdose deaths was worsened by the widespread availability of potent inexpensive methamphetamine, the state report said. The 2021 Overdose Fatality Report, released by the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet and the Office of Drug Control Policy, ODCP, compiled data from the Office of the State Medical Examiner, the Kentucky Injury Prevention and Research Center, and the Kentucky Office of Vital Statistics. Since his appointment as Secretary of the Justice and Public Safety Cabinet, Kerry Harvey has made it clear that fighting the drug epidemic while reducing the stigma around it is a top priority. On Monday, the governor announced that Kentucky is working to establish counties as recovery-ready communities in an effort to help individuals fighting an addiction receive critical resources at no cost and work to reduce the ongoing public health crisis that is sweeping across the nation. This is in response to Governor Bashir signing House Bill 7 last year, which ensures communities are recovery-ready through the availability of high-quality recovery programs offered within their area. HB 7 created the Advisory Council for Recovery-Ready Communities within ODCP, who is partnering with Volunteers of America to launch a Recovery-Ready Community Certification Program for cities and counties to apply for upon offering transportation, support groups, recovering meetings, and employment services at no cost to residents currently seeking treatment for a drug or alcohol addiction. For more on this story, please visit LincolnKY.com. Cruitt's Creek Kitchen and Bar in Independence damaged an early morning fire, reported on by Allie Kramer, WCPO reporter. WCPO is ABC's Cincinnati affiliate and a content-sharing partner of Link NKY. An early morning fire caused heavy damage to Cruitt's Creek Kitchen and Bar in Independence, forcing the restaurant to close indefinitely. 
The fire started shortly after 2 a.m. Monday in a stove in the back kitchen. When firefighters arrived, they said they saw flames shooting out of the roof. Crews said the smoke was so heavy that they had to cut a hole in the roof to help vent it out. There is heavy damage to the main area of the restaurant and bar, but the kitchen was hit the hardest. It is unclear how long the restaurant will be closed. Cruitt's Creek Kitchen and Bar opened back in 2017. Owners said they recently gave all their staff a paid vacation, and they are planning to celebrate the restaurant's five-year anniversary later this month. And those are the headlines we're following for Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Feel free to subscribe and tell a friend. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, please visit LinkNKY.com.